with KSOM, KS95 News. I'm Tom Robinson. Our forecast high for today, right at 32 degrees, 50% chance of snow, 19 a low tonight, a 55% chance for some snow. Last week, the Ottoman Exabra HK School Boards approved a shared superintendent position. Trevor Miller shares his duties as superintendent of schools at Exabra HK and IK Manning. If everything is agreed upon, Mr. Miller says he would resign his position at IKM Manning. My situation would be if this all works out, you know, getting a contract approved in that, that I would be the shared superintendent between Xavier Elkhorn, Kimmelton, and Audubon, which would allow IKM Manning to either uh, find a sharing partner or they've also discussed it, possibly the opportunities in the past of having their own superintendent because they are a little bigger. Um, and in the WIC conference, uh, currently Audubon and uh, IKM Manning are the only two that have a shared superintendent. And Audubon's a little smaller than everybody else, so it's just an opportunity for them as well to decide uh, what they want to do moving forward. Miller says the next step is to decide what school district will hold the contract, whether it will be 50-50 or 60-40, and what Mr. Miller's contract would look like. Just to see what that looks like, but both districts um, unanimously want to share with each other uh, the superintendent, which is a, a great step because, uh, you know, they're close together. They're about the same size. Audubon's a little bigger. But, you know, how you always make sure that, the opportunities, uh, no matter where you're at the school, that everybody can have the same opportunities, regardless if you're in rural Iowa or urban Iowa so, or su- suburbs. So it's just an opportunity that, you know, we're not. it's not a deal that anybody's looking to whole grade share or consolidate buildings. It's none of that. It's how do we know we're close and it makes sense to look at some resources. And we already share a couple activities. The move follows current Audubon School District Superintendent Derek Traeger's announcement that he is retiring after nearly four decades in education, almost all served in Audubon. Mr. Traeger's last day in the job is June 30, 2024. Corning School Board held their organizational meeting of the new board Monday evening. Superintendent Chris Finster recognized outgoing board members. When Larson had spent 10 years on the board, done a great job on the board, and uh, Amy Graw, who has served as our president the last year, she went off after four years. So uh, we had a reception. We thanked both of them for their services to the district and the time. New members to board include Trent Roberts and Stephanie Hodap. The school board then named the board president and vice president. Stacey Ventiger was voted the president, and Adam Boswell is the vice president for the 23-24 school year. Um, I think both of those will do a good job on the board. Casey's been on it for a couple years now, and Adam's a newer board member, but he's, he'll be a solid board member for us. And during the board's regular portion of the meeting, the board approved the resignation of Don Schuler as volleyball coach and approved a new contract for Ann Greenwald as high school golf coach. And the board also approved the instructional support levy resolution. Our instructional support levy, it's, it's half of it split. It goes into our, all of it goes into our general fund. It's just a, or another re- revenue source to go into our general fund. Some of it's income surtax tax and some of it's property tax. Um, the board did ask if we could move mo- most of it to property taxes, and we will look into that and we'll try to do that as well instead of having the income surtax tax because the thought is the windmills that we have a lot down here in Adams County, we can tax more towards mid-American and tax those things and um, lay off a little bit of the income surtax. tax. So we'll investigate those when we do the budgets here. Other items approved include the early graduation request, SBRC application for maximum supplement amount for open enrolled out, and the board named the Level 2 investigator and the equity coordinator. Harlan City Council said a public hearing date for the application with the Community Development Block Grant Program for financial assistance for the Wastewater System Improvement Project. City Administrator Gene Geddes. So this relates back to the 
a sewer lining project that we uh, a year ago have allocated from our ARPA funding. And with these projects, they do have a long life cycle. I've been working with SWIPCO, and this ties back to even the community surveys this last year that make us eligible at a certain level for some CDBG, Community Development Block Grant funding. And we have also been continuously working through these last eight to 12 months with Pete Strin Kim, our wastewater engineer. So the plans and specs are done. Construction permits been applied for. So this is another necessary step towards the CDBG application for the uh, first quarter, right, Jane, yes. January? So uh, to have this public hearing for this funding stream that would allow us to accomplish more feed or more blocks of the sewer lining project to what we've already allocated. The public hearing is set for Tuesday, December 5th at 5.15 p.m. in the City Hall Council Chambers. Shelby County Board of Supervisors approved farm ground bids for the 2024 crop year and canvas the November 7th election ballots at their weekly meeting this past week. According to the minutes, Brandon Weiss submitted the high bid of $430 per acre for the solid waste farm. Weiss also bid the high $440 per acre bid for the Shelby County owned farm. The supervisors voted unanimously to accept the bids. And other business, the Shelby County supervisors approved their second-tier canvas for the 2023 city school election. A mysterious illness affecting dogs has been confirmed in Iowa. Mike Martison, doctor of veterinary medicine at the Anita Vet Clinic, says the illness is a cough that does not go away and is not responding to conventional treatment. I mean, there's reports that these dogs will be coughing for weeks at a time. Um, in addition to that, they'll kind of have some discharge from their nose and their eyes, that watery eyes, kind of a watery nose a little bit. And then it progresses from there to them just acting lethargic, so not really wanting to do a lot, not wanting to eat, and eventually it kind of moves into them not wanting to breathe that well either, unfortunately. Dr. Martison says this is a contagious illness, but there are still a lot of unanswered questions. So unfortunately, we don't know a whole lot about it. They're working to isolate it right now. So basically, they're taking dogs that are affected with it. They're taking samples, trying to isolate certain DNA strands so they could isolate maybe what type of virus it is. Or that Really, we don't even know necessarily if it's a virus. It's acting viral. Um, the way it's not responding to certain medication fits with viruses. But So that's kind of where we're starting. They're taking dogs that are affected with it, and they're taking uh, the tissues from the dogs or taking just collections from them and trying to find out what doesn't belong there, and from that, seeing what DNA particles they can isolate from it to figure out what it is. Dr. Martison says if a dog owner sees signs of this unknown illness with their pet, the best bet is to get a hold of your veterinarian, get an appointment, and get them checked out. Yeah, so as always, your best bet is just get a hold of your veterinarian, get them in for an appointment, and get them checked out. Now, a lot of these dogs that do get it do recover fine. Fatalities are not common, thankfully, but, you know, prevention is awesome. Uh, stay home with them if you can. Try not to board. Try not to go any place where there's a bunch of unknown dogs with unknown histories around, and stay current on your shots. Those are the big okay. things, and if you start seeing signs or you have any questions or concerns, get them checked out. It's all very new, and, you know, mi you see the headlines, mystery illness, it's very scary, and I know there's owners around, they've had some scary experiences with their pets, um, but there's there's still a lot we don't know right now. So I, I, just, I just hope people don't start panicking. It's just there's too much unknown for any of us to really give great opinions on. We're just be cautious, be careful, use common sense. 
uh, most of the time everything's going to be okay. New Hampshire researchers say the mysterious illness may have started from a bacterial infection which evolves into pneumonia or other health issues. More than $415,000 in 50% cost share grants were recently awarded to 131 Iowa rural fire departments to help their efforts to protect Iowans and their property from wildfires. The grants offer valuable funding assistance for wildfire suppression, personal protective and communications equipment. The following fire departments in South of Iowa will receive 2023 volunteer fire assistance grants. Anita, Atlantic, Audubon. Avoca, Clarenda College Springs, Creston, Glenwood, Hancock, Harlan, Irwin, Logan, Prescott, Randolph, Riverton, Shenandoah, Sydney, Stewart, Villisca, Woodbine, and Yale. These grants are made possible through the Iowa DNR Forestry in cooperation with U.S. Forest Service, state, and private forestry. I'm Tom Robinson. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. ABC News is next.